Now you are on the clock. Hey everyone, Darren Armani from FantasyMojo.com. I want to celebrate Daylight Savings Time by doing a little bit of a market report with the moves of Antonio Brown to the Raiders and Carlos Hyde getting signed by the Chiefs. We were fortunate enough to see two live drafts go off last night, uh, Sunday evening in the FFPC, so we can again get that snapshot of players uh, moving up and down on the draft boards, not just Hyde and Brown, but players related to them on their teams and and see what, what happened there. So as far as Antonio Brown went, in one draft he went at the 202, in the other draft he went at the 208, and he's basically still flip-flopping with Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, it's a situation very similar to what you see with uh, the Rams receivers like Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, they're, they're going neck and neck, and one draft, one goes earlier than the other. Um, so, But overall, it, and I was listening to a podcast that Mike Tagliere put out yesterday, and he, he gives into the, the nuts and bolts of this in, in some pretty good detail. And it seems to me this is a bit of a downgrade um, for Antonio Brown uh, relative to you know his situation in Pittsburgh. But the fact of the matter is, this is already baked into his draft position. So what we have then is just a situation where the guesswork is gone and we know what to to um, to expect from Brown moving forward, where he's going to be and how to value him. So he's probably going to remain in this uh, second round uh, spectrum back and forth depending upon a given draft. Now the person who seems to be most affected by this, interestingly, is James Washington. So before this weekend, his ADP was generally at 11.05. So people were already valuing him higher than they were in, um, you know, than last year, just in the expectation that Brown was going to be gone. So in the drafts last night, he went at the 8.08 and the 10.03. So he's taken a couple rounds uh, jump in value, and so he, he's getting drafted now in that Robbie Anderson, Cortland Sutton territory. Now, personally, I thought he was his his value was a little bit too rich, even at the eleventh round, and the eighth and tenth. You know, it's you're gonna have to pay a higher price for him if he's a guy you like. I'm not really on him. I had on te- I had him on a ton of teams last year. It, it didn't really seem like he gelled with uh, Ben that much, and. Moving into free agency and the draft still, you know, ahead of us, there's more, um, you know, there's a there's a chance that somebody else can come into the picture there. So I'm not buying Washington at this point. We'll sit back and see what happens, you know, after we get past the NFL draft and free agency's kind of, you know, played out a little bit. Now on the Carlos Hyde side and Damian Williams, we had Williams going at. The 304, that was his FFPC ADP before the Carlos Hyde signing. And what I saw in the live drafts and basically a lot of the slow drafts that kicked off over the weekend is he's not budging. People are still hitting him in the early third round. Um, so 
his value is still strong. People aren't really scared by the by the addition of of Hyde to that backfield. So you're going to still have to pay a, a third round, and you know he still may pop off at the end of a second round here and there if you want Damian Williams. Carlos Hyde, on the other hand, took a dramatic jump in value. So coming into this weekend, his ADP was 2109 in FFPC drafts. And the drafts last night, he went at 1309 and 1404. And in the ongoing slow drafts that were in progress while the news broke, he popped off anywhere from the 11th to the 15th round. So he's basically taken about a 10-round jump in value, um, well, 8 to 10-round jump in value. And, you know, I was involved in some Twitter conversations, you know, back and forth. They're trying to, you know, assess his, his actual talent level and, and how he might be, you know, used in that backfield. But the fact of the matter is that KC backfield is a very valuable, um, you know, uh, position to be in. So talent level may not really be the most important thing other than he's the number two back or, you know, timeshare back potentially in that backfield. And one of, one of the people involved in the conversations was, was Dave Gerzak over at the FFPC. And it, one of the, the important nuggets we took out of that was your talent isn't as, as valuable as your opportunity. So you take a look at what C.J. Anderson did with the L.A. Rams at the end of the year. That guy's a plodding bowling ball. And he was the RB1 in the final two weeks of the season only because he was in such a great op- uh, great position given such a great opportunity. You saw what he did with that. And I kind of look back to 2017 with Carlos Hyde when he was with the 49ers. That was a much better situation for him. And, you know, he was RB8 overall for that season. So... You know, whether or not you think he's the most talented player, if he's put in the right situation, in the right system, he can produce. You know, he was RB8 overall for 2017. So if he gets a shot in KC, and we know how often these KC running backs go down. We saw at the end of last season, they were just churning through him. And ultimately, Damian Williams was a league winner because he was in the right place at the right time. Um, So... We'll see what he does in KC. They still could add another back, but you know, last year when he was part of that three-headed monster in the Cleveland backfield, it was him, Chubb, and Duke Johnson. You know, he was still being drafted in the sixth round. You know that that last weekend before the NFL kickoff, and he fluctuated from as early as the fourth round when they thought he was the guy. Absolutely, before Chubb came into the picture. You know, then he went up to the 11th round and then finally settled back down to the 6th. So, you know, he can have some value. Um, so if you want to check out the draft boards, again, live draft boards are always the best to take a look at, in my opinion. Um, we've got them over at FantasyMojo.com. Um, otherwise, if you're just relying on ADP, it takes a while for that, that increased value to kind of get factored into um, the data set, which is draft position over, you know, a week long or however long of of a data set that you're looking at. So check that out. Another thing that we added was uh, draft.com ADP. And I've always personally had a bit of a struggle trying to, you know, gauge 
the value of a player relative to the league size that you're playing in in that format. So you've got three teams, six teams, eight, ten, and twelve. And how you attack the draft really differs depending upon that league size. Um, for instance, like a George Kittle is like the 15th player off the board in a, in a three-team league. But in a 12-team league, you know, he's down in the 40s and whatnot. So what we did was we took the ADP for every league size and we built an ADP chart that's actually cross-referenced across the league sizes. So you can go to, again, like George Kittle and see what's his ADP, you know, in a three-team league versus a 12-team league. And another thing that we do, which I kind of like, and we do this for, for all of our ADP, whether it's FFPC, MFL10s, um, and now play draft, is we'll, we'll, we'll format that ADP in the context of round.pick. So if you're on the site and it says ADP 87th overall, to me that doesn't mean as much as you know translating that to um, you know like the 701 pick that it is in a 12-pick draft. So th- that's always a better uh, context to refer to these ADP numbers in. Um, so that's pretty much it. Just wanted to be a, 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 a quick hitting episode here to, to get out there and report what we're seeing in the draft rooms um, based upon, you know, these new uh, player uh, positions. And uh, that's going to be it for this episode. So get on over to fantasymojo.com, check it out. Um, all the draft boards and the new ADP is now up there. And, one other update to give you was the kickoff of the FFPC Dynasty drafts over the weekend. So three uh, startup drafts have kicked off, and we have the boards for all three of those. They're in various stages of progress. I think one is as far as the sixth round at this point. So if you're a Dynasty guy, you want to go check those out too. Um, just, again, head over to the, the draft boards section and scroll down to where you see dynasty drafts and you can check out what's going on with those so that's going to do it for this episode just want to get some uh, quick hitting information out there and we'll see you in the draft rooms